on the that's spectrum. That's the other but... thing. Yeah. That's the other thing is that there's a lot of damaged people out there that aren't narcissists and they're not choosing to wake up. And they might. I don't believe narcissists ever do. That's just my belief, in my opinion. But there are people who are damaged, who are really damaged, and they're doing abusive work in the world and they could wake up. And it's more at a choice level that's not a conscious level. It's sort of like they're making conscious choices to do shitty things all the time. But at a soul level, they're making these choices too. So, you know, this gets deep. It gets really deep. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott. This is episode 103, Get Wise to the Tricks and Traps of the Covert Narcissist. They Can Break You with Jude Hotep. Just a reminder, this episode is for educational purposes only, and it is not a substitute for professional therapy. If you're enjoying this podcast, hit subscribe and rate and review this podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I numbed myself to stop the pain and I reached out to friends for help, but it wasn't until I gained courage to leave and seek therapy that my dark abyss of hopelessness finally started to let in the light I was so longing for. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. You just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential. In therapy, I learned that I wasn't the selfish, lesser person my ex convinced me I was. In my therapy, I was able to get affirmation that I was truly being emotionally and sexually abused. That alone allowed me to release my trauma and grow into the strong coach and mentor that I am today. But I didn't just gain that alone in therapy. I gained my sense of self-autonomy back, my power back, and my confidence back. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That's betterhelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H in the link in the show notes. (sighs) Hello, empaths. Today is a special episode with a friend of mine, Jude Hotep. She is the goddess astrologer. Jude is a female shaman, astrologer, and soul coach. She does individual astrology readings and shamanic astrological coaching in her program. And she is the alchemical goddess with women all around the globe. In Alchemical Goddess, you jailbreak your soul from the programs of the 3D, money scarcity, and fear of being seen and heard, unlocking your divine feminine genius. You know you are meant for big things. Now is the time. This is absolutely you that she is speaking to and I'm speaking to you as empaths, as light beings. You are here for big things and this is why the narcissist is attracted to your light because they lack it and they want to suck 
that light from you, kind of sort of like Dementors from Harry Potter. And uh, we get really in-depth in this conversation. She had a very personal experience, uh, very recent, of coming out of a very, very energy, vampire, soul-sucking, like, high-level mind manipulation with a certain somebody who is a coach and runs in these spiritual circles. So this is why I thought it was very important to have her on and talk that there are tricks and there are scams and there are cults and especially nowadays with all this extremist ideology in all the realms when religion and spirituality you know like the whole toxic positivity and the coaching realm like none of this is regulated so those who can cloak themselves uh, in the sheep's wool can have a field day with all of us who may be a bit more open and vulnerable and gullible so the trick is to remain open while not being gullible. So hopefully this sheds some light on that for you with Jude. And you can book a complimentary goddess call with Jude at thegoddessastrologer.com. And without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Hello, Jude. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me, Raven. <laughs> I'm so grateful to have you here and share your wisdom, share your experience, and help us understand like how to get wise to the tricks and traps of covert narcissists because they are covert for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm so grateful to be here and talk about it. As you know, I, I'm an astrologer and a soul coach. And in my situation, I had past life after past life after past life with this person five of them that I know about and he captured me and killed me in every past life and in this life I was meant to wake up and break that karmic loop and I I did it, 26 months it took for me to get out of it but he came into my life in 2020 as if mm -hmm. we were gonna have some romantic amazing partnership and he was the soulmate love and all of this and, and yeah, very, very covert. My situation is probably a little unique more than so than other people's because there's all kinds of narcissists. One thing about my soul is my soul chose to have a bunch of them in my life. So my mother, three sisters on my dad's side, everybody in my mother's family, my God, her, all of her relatives, her mother, dad, all of them. So, I mean, my gosh. And it was light. And then I had another couple of men before this guy. But some, some of them weren't conscious. You know, they weren't really conscious narcissists. They were just narcissists. Some of them were, were really malevolent, but not necessarily cunning and strategizing. So there's all just, there's just such a spectrum of them. But this guy, he, he's a, I mean, could, I could write some books. You know, <laughs> it, could, it could be some movies here because it's so crazy. He's, he collects women. And has everyone in his life brainwashed and manipulated friends, therapists, accountants, family. There's not one person in his life that isn't manipulated to be there, but some of them are just as bad as him. And so they're manipulated and brainwashed to an extent to be in his kind of tribe, I guess, so to speak, but yet are, are uh, doing horrible things like he is <laughs> just the same and it's almost like a cult type type vibe in some ways it's really similar to a cult where he kind of gets them thinking like him and doing like him and 
it's almost like that prison experiment where the they went in and, and simulated a prison with college students and had guards and prisoners and had a guard acting really horrible and abusive to the prisoners. And then the other guards joined in because it's like this effect that you go with the group. It's kind of like this tribe mentality. So it's kind of like that where he has people that are just as bad as him. He brainwashes them, indoctrinates them, and then they kind of get disseminated out to do the same thing he is. So my case is, is fascinating and unique and horrifying. <laughs> Yeah. I love how you talked about there's different types because some, not sometimes, a lot of times, and especially with this kind of movement of awakening to narcissism, everyone's really like pointing is. the finger. Like every single person who acts selfishly is automatically like a narcissist, NPD. And sometimes people <laughs> are just doing it like because that's their subconscious and they're not aware of it. And that's why we're getting like these more awakened, aware narcissists speaking out and having platforms to share like what they did and what their experiences and how they healed. So yeah, there's, and then there are actual, like a small percentage of actual villainous malignant narcissists. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you brought that up about ego and narcissism because, you know, that's the thing about astrology is that everything in life fits into the 12 signs. I didn't make it up. It's just truth. If you study all of the self-development, psychology, ancient text, mysticism, wisdom, you'll come to that conclusion yourself and, and that everything fits into the 12 archetypes, the 12 houses. And when a soul comes in and takes a body, because most people you know, kind of say, well, I have a soul, I have a soul. And it's like, no, we don't have a soul. We are soul. And we have a body. So we come in soul concarnate, I call it, and we take a body and we take a personality and there would be nothing animating us if there wasn't soul. We wouldn't be able to be in a physical situation here. So and and that's the the Pisces Virgo access for those. It's the Pisces, the invisible, spiritual and the Virgo tangible reality. And so the first house is identity, ego, self, me. And the Aries, the first sign of the zodiac, is the healthy ego. It's the, being assertive, being independent, autonomous. And it's, you know, being very passionate. And so it's like we really need a healthy ego. And so it's this weird thing where we do have narcissism and then we have people with healthy egos and people are rising up all across the planet. And when they weren't, so they're confused. Other people are confused about them rising up and then bucking against that because they were people pleasing for so long. It's like, yeah, I can't get everything over on you anymore. You must be a narcissist. And it's like, no, I have a really healthy ego. I love myself. I own and I claim it. But there's a difference. If you have empathy, if you can see somebody else's worldview, if you want to have community and camaraderie if you feel love narcissists do not feel love they do not feel emotions like other humans and you're talking about some healing I, i'll be honest i do not believe they heal i do not believe that they heal there used to be a statistic that two percent ever healed but i'll be honest i've never seen it i've seen one case but he had a traumatic brain injury he had to like literally need to be knocked over the head to heal. So I honestly do not believe that they do heal. I think that they are very, after all my research and in-depth work on it, I think they're very, it's, it's some sort of soul thing where they just, as a soul, are malignant and go that path. And then in this lifetime, they just keep making decisions, keep making decisions that are on that same trajectory. Um, 
my guides have let me know that this person is just he's never going to stop being a master manipulator hmm. you know lifetime so, lifetime it's, it's interesting to think about because when i think about like our souls and reincarnating the whole goal of our soul reincarnating is to like mature and to get more wise and to like you say like break different patterns similar to what we're supposed to be experiencing emotionally in our current life but there are some that 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 don't or that aren't or they're stuck I mean I guess for me I wouldn't say that the goal of reincarnation because I guess I don't think of it as reincarnation either we'll be back in just a moment no matter what age you are you can have emotional freedom when you leave the narcissist Though the road may be bumpy, you can liberate yourself from the narcissist's negative emotion cycle and create a positive life with this hidden truth they are not telling you. Learn the secret that thousands of others have that enables them to live in safety, have a place they belong, and know that they matter. This secret is learning the steps on how to leave the narcissist and stay out. You will gain the bliss of indifference and you won't care about the narcissist anymore. I decoded the solutions to be free. I reveal the hidden gems that empowered me to transform from the meek, timid people pleaser to a strong, powerful woman living a genuinely happy life, free from the narcissist's emotional undertow. I teach you how to do this as well in your own unique way in the workshop I created. I finally discovered this untapped secret. It's about damn time for you to love life, have fun, and be free to drop a towel on the floor every so often and leave it there. Victory looked like lighthearted freedom to me. No one controlling me anymore. Here's why no one tells you this secret. You can get out and stay out with this work because it is personal journey, and the formula is unique to you. This workshop that I've created guides you to find your own pathway out. It shows you that your power is within. You just need to rewrite the story of your life in your brain. And this workshop helps you do just that. It works because when it comes to the story of your life, let no one else hold the pen. I'm just a guide for you on your path. This workshop features how to overcome hoovering techniques, and it will allow you to gain the resolve to stop caring about what they say. In this workshop, you'll learn how to overcome emotional manipulation, stop paying attention to their new relationships that they start and flaunt all over social media. You will learn how to gain freedom financially so you can pursue the goals that you couldn't before because they said it was stupid. You're going to learn how to find safe housing so you and your child can live in safety and peace again. And you'll learn how to overcome the narcissist threats because if the narcissist is taking up your mind, you have not found ultimate freedom yet. Learn how to overcome retaliation so you can stop taking the bait and gain victory from their blackmailing. Practice with emotional healing exercises so you can gain clarity and communication for your needs, finally. And you will receive a daily mantra so you can stop falling for their falsely 
intimate, empty words and gifts to try and hoover you back in. This workshop also includes a downloadable workbook because journaling and having a curriculum is key for you not to become complacent about your freedom. It also includes a one hour and 13 minute long audio lesson. So you will have the power to stop enabling their bad behavior and block receiving their abuse. It also includes a seven practical steps for getting out and staying out. This will enable you to stop justifying their behaviors and excusing their abuse. Journal exercises so you can master keeping your emotions detached and out of the narcissist cyclone of influence. Plus it includes bonus content valued at over $500. Claim your limited time offer at 20% off the workshop priced at $97 only. Now until November 1st, 2022 at 1111 p.m. So you can be free and win victory over the emotional war and leave the narcissist for good. Claim your offer at www.ravenscott.show forward slash shop. I think, you know, it's very tied to Buddhism and different different things. Sometimes it's just a semantics thing. So, I, you know, yeah. it's just not the way I have found to, to think about it or discuss it that I that I feel really helps with more of this evolutionary understanding of, of life. You know, these are questions I've been asking for my whole lifetime and I'm in conversations with my guides about and I find answers and then, you know, they escape into the ethers and I find new answers and it's like, okay. But it, it seems like one of the things about life is that we're here to master life and then we go on to be what our guides are um, to others to other beings that master life. However, our soul has a mission of its own. We talk about soul and mission in the spiritual community a lot, but that's mm. like from the, from the earthly self, from our personality self. But our soul has a different mission or goal that this lifetime is only one puzzle piece of. And, and so that's really fascinating and can really help expand our consciousness and our conception of, of things and how infinite we truly are. The James Webb Telescope, you know, has been taking pictures of other universes. We live in a multiverse. You know, we're, it's really coming to the surface finally. Things are changing so fast and we're really being able to see the evidence as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there's so much there that can be mind-blowing. But I also want to go back to the fact that I, t I too agree that there are certain people, like I said, like we're not talking about all the people who have either woken up and have healthy ego. We're not talking about people who are like wounded and broken, who maybe have narcissistic tendencies you know, that they can't heal. We're talking about the very small percentage of those malignant narcissists that just locked in and they love that identity and that's who they are. And you may actually be experiencing that person in your life. You know, no matter how much therapy you do, no matter how much therapy they do, which even if they do it, they're only doing it for their own means to kind of manipulate you. <laughs> they're not, yep. they're not going to heal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that too. <laughs> and I think the, all these things that we're talking about is so important because, like you said, it's the covertness of it. I think one of the things that I really look up to with my mother was that 
I called her a sleeper agent narcissist for a while there, but then I realized this is actually just the MO of narcissist. But it was because she has this identity of good mother. And so because doing nice things for me or being so-called loving or that appearance of lovingness was part of that good mother identity, she would do those things. So it would really confuse me when all these other things didn't add up. And she was just a horrible, horrible person most of the time. And really in underhanded ways and subliminal ways is is the way they really function a lot. They groom Mm. you. And I've really found that unconscious narcissists groom as well. But it's just so natural to them. It's just a practiced behavior. And manipulation is just who they are. It's just a part of their nature, part of their characteristics and traits. So they don't really know any other way, not as in, oh, poor them, but as in that's their their operating system. Yeah, they got what they needed by manipulating and it worked and then it worked again and it worked again. So like as a young child, they're like, this is the way. This is how we do this. This is how we relate to people. Yeah. And when they find new things that work, they add those techniques to their manipulation bag. You know, it's crazy. This guy, yeah. he, he was an astrologer. He used my astrology against me. He's a he's a so-called light worker or a spiritual influencer. And uh, so he has a platform, you know, to really manipulate his audience, <laughs> everyone around him, other people. He has, I don't know, he, it's just a crazy case, but he's a psychic. And one of the things about when your gifts turn on as a psychic and medium, because I'm a psychic medium, an intuitive and a past life channel. And when our gifts turn on, you might get to a phase where you can manipulate other people's energy. And the thing is, is it's the same thing. It's like you learn that that's a no, no, you don't do that. Like my guides wouldn't say it's unethical, but it's something that you just don't do. It's kind of like when someone's back doors open to their house, you don't just walk up in there just because you can. Or (laughs) if they invited you in, like often we invite a narcissist in. So we invite them into our energy field because they can't really manipulate energy unless they're kind of, they get into your energy field. Mm -hmm. But people learning, people have porous energy boundaries. They don't know how to work with it yet, et cetera. All these different phases, you know, on the spiritual journey, that's very non-linear. It's not like it's linear. And and so we invite them into the house because we think that they're an encyclopedia salesman or something or that they're a nice person. Yeah, coming in for a cup of tea. But then they start messing with stuff in our house and doing things like manipulating. And then we're like, what are you doing? And so it's kind of like that. It's a really great analogy to understand what you know, what that what's going on there. Something else that. that I think is so important to to help people understand is blame. There was so many of these things on my journey where I was seeking help because I was I was in these situations where I'm like, things don't add up, things don't make sense. And what is this? And I need help and I'm not doing good. And he, you know, he's always doing these horrible abusive things, but yet supposedly he loves me and and all of these things. And and it wasn't just, oh, supposedly he loves me like a typical thing. He brainwashed me. He groomed me for about a year. He brainwashed me and I've studied a lot about brainwashing at this point now, and it was very much like the CIA would take somebody and brainwash them. There's five steps to do it. There's very strategic, specific steps that you that one takes to brainwash somebody. And and he and some of those things like being isolated, not having family or people or getting them to turn against you to turn against them or vice versa. 
those things were already in place because I'd already separated from people in my life that were abusers and I had just gotten out of abusive, a low level abusive situation. I thought I was finally like, yes, I'm clearing out my life. I'm doing good. My friend, a friend had moved away. People had just kind of moved away. I'd moved, you know, I was living in a place without people in person. And so I was kind of isolated in a way. I also had malnutrition I had just found out. So I was like in a really unhealthy state physically and when he started manipulating my energy, he stopped my body from being able to soak up nutrients. So I had started working with the health coach once I found out and started doing bone broth and eating meat and getting $100 a month vitamins and all these things to get my nutrient stores, my deep nutrient stores filled back up again. Malnutrition depletes your, your backup stores and mm. of nutrients and and nothing was working and incrementally a little bit here and there, but not really. I almost lost my teeth. I almost lost my hair. My skin was like, it looked like I aged 10 years. I'm, I'm still in the works of, you know, healing that, those things, yeah. but doing massive work on it. And it's really coming mm -hmm. light, light years now that he, you know, is not in my energy field anymore, but nothing was working. And I'm like, why isn't it working? How can you do this much stuff and it not work? And you know, I lost body fat. I was like drawn and thin looking and mm -hmm. just, and, you know, and, and so it, it was, it was, he already had me in some of the steps that one does to brainwash. So that part of it is like really, you know, probably not your typical narcissistic situation, but no. there, there, <laughs> there are, you know, it's crazy, but there are worse people out there. It's been a lot to just be like, what the hell happened to yeah. me to go through the healing process and all of that. But, but there's worse people out there like him. I think the brainwashing is typical, but yeah, the, when they're, we have someone in this field with the ability to, to link into your energy field and put up these certain blocks to block nutrition and things like that. That's, that's like a whole nother level that probably yeah. you and maybe a handful of other people have experienced. And that's, you know, I'm so sorry that that happened because you're right. Like you open up the store, you're vulnerable. You think you're healthy. You think this person who is this quote unquote light healer is healthy and they're going to help you and lift you up. You let them in, you're an energetic house and boom, like they're just stealing everything left and right. Yeah. And, and also I have ex excellent business acumen. I've been in online business since 2010. I've been in entrepreneurial world since 10 years old under my father and my grandpa who are entrepreneurs. And I was always with them and their businesses and then had my own pretty early on. And he just stole because he's psychic, he stole all my ideas out of his out of my head, used them in his business to make his business better and made money off me while he was blocking me from making money. I probably mm. could have I probably should have made about a hundred K plus in the time that he was in my life and yeah, did not make that. And it wasn't mm. it wasn't but minutes after I got him completely out that things started flowing, which is normal for me. I'm a Taurus and four planets about how to make money, mm. no one does. <laughs> like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Taurus is you money and self-worth. So. Yes. Yeah. Is. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny, like what's, you know, this situation is so funky because I just, I want to scream to the mountaintops, of course, to tell everyone about who he is and, and what he is and all of that. But he's, he's going to hang himself. He's going to hang himself. But one of the things mm -hmm. is he has a Napoleon complex. What's so crazy mm -hmm. is he kind of, 
tried to gaslight me that I had such low self-worth or that I wasn't working enough when really he was blocking all of the outcomes of all the work I did do. So it was skewing my opinion of what of how effective I was and definitely affecting self-worth and confidence. And and he was gaslighting me when he's the one that doesn't have self-worth. That's the problem with narcissists. They don't have self-worth. They also, I think it's so important that people know they cannot love. They don't feel emotions and love the way that other people do. Even people that are kind of low on the map of consciousness, if you Google the map of consciousness, it's Dr. David Hawkins' work. So if you Google that, people can see that map of consciousness. And there's people below the level of integrity, 200, and it goes on up right to divine love. And there's like neutrality and, and intellect and then love. And then there's like unconditional love. And then it goes up to enlightenment, to like where the great, you know, avatars were Jesus and Buddha and so forth. And even people that are low on the consciousness spectrum are not necessarily narcissists. And so yeah. that's the funky thing that a narcissist can be anywhere on that consciousness spectrum. And this person, like, for example, he's very awake. His third eye's blown open. He's absolutely conscious. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's cunning. He's strategic. He's manipulative. He's very, you know, he has a system. And there's other narcissists that aren't conscious. They're just, they're in different levels of that map of consciousness, which is, you know, a great way to maybe understand it. But yeah. even so that they're at a lower level consciousness, Stop feeling sorry for them. Stop having them in your life. I really encourage people. I never tell anybody what to do as a coach, but I really ask questions about, do you understand how subliminally they are dimming your light, dimming your self-worth, dimming your confidence, dimming your belief in yourself? And they've probably been doing it for so long in all these little micro ways that you can't see it and don't know it. And so by having them in your life, you're already at this much lower place of greatness, of vibration, of your visibility of your belief and self-worth that you, you're not even seeing how it's constantly a continuation of it. Mm -hmm. And so I really encourage people to do that self-inquiry work if you have a narcissist in your life, because it's like people are like, well, it's my mother, it's my sister, it's my partner, it's my whatever. And it's like, I don't care. Like my, like my mom and that side of my family, they're gone. I, they are gone. I will never, ever have anything to do with them again. My, I found out my mother was in my energy field, manipulating my energy. Again, she probably, she, I doubt she was conscious of it, like sort of in some ways, but not to yeah. the level of how it was actually affecting me. Yeah, there um, are ways that you can do it without being a psychic because it's just like, you just create like this emotion seed and it could possibly from other negative emotions create like a energy cord. Like I just had a couple of release through emotion cord, the emotion code. And yeah. one was my ex- you know, made a cord through the heart to mine. And then another one that I found out was I created one, not knowing, we will, none of us knew, to my dad at 18. So it's really interesting how like usually those cords too with those people, then things just go south. And then it's like, why is it so detrimental? Why is it so devastating? Because you have an energy cord connected con consciously or most often subconsciously. Yeah. And I and that was another form of manipulation he used. Oh, we have this golden cord. We're divine partners, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Well, so here's amazing. the thing. Yeah. yeah, here's the thing about cords. Cords are not real. They're always indicative of psychological manipulation of some sort, emotional manipulation. Cords are a metaphor that we use as seers, psychic sages to kind of help people understand that there's some sort of energy tied to you guys yeah. that 
is something going on. And we mm-hmm. like talk about we cut cords or we pull them out or whatever. But the truth is mm-hmm. there's not actually anything there. They're not metaphysical. They don't exist. It's just a metaphor. But mm-hmm. I think this is important that I bring this up is because there's a lot of people in the spiritual community that are bamboozled and think that a purple cord to your friend is good and a pink cord to love is good. And a golden cord is a is a magical divine love. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, a, it's only the red cords that are bad. And so I want people to understand that cords are metaphors, a way that we use. It's, it's just like the millions of metaphors that we have to understand life that we speak in. And we're yeah. just humans. We must do that. That's what, you know, we story. But understand that there's no cord that is ever healthy. If you have a cord, people out there, you have manipulation going on, you know, understand that you need to clear that person out of your energy field and put up energetic boundaries. And we should all be independent, like have our, our aura shield up. We send love and light out. Correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. They can send love and light to us, but if they're sending negativity, we have our shield up. But yeah, I agree with you. There should be no like intertwining. That is what maybe the psychologist would call codependency. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Yeah, yeah. There's something else that's so amazing, I think, is that on my journey, I was looking for help and different things. I talked to coaches or friends or whatever and meaning well, but one of them was like, you know, it's time to stop blaming, Jude. It's time to stop blaming. And it was really messed up. It really messed with me hard because here's the thing about blame is that there are people that kind of get stuck in the sad story or the trauma or the pain wash challenge of their life. And it's a phase, but we don't want to get stuck there. But a lot of times it's because they have some helplessness of some sort, some victimhood of some sort, often because of an abuser being there and not knowing that there's abusers there around them that you know, they're thinking are just family members or whatever, and they're trying to do everything and nothing works. And it's just like this futility. So there's a lot of different factors and variables. So what I want to say to people is blame. There's two sides to the blame coin. One is like, it shows you where you're disempowered and that there's some action that needs to be taken. But the other side is if you're feeling crazy, you might have crazy people in your life. Start to look at your life, start to wake up. Like, you know, if you have, you know, narcissists that you're not awake to, you know, and you're blaming, 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 look at, that's an indicator light. Something's happening. Look for the abusers in your life and realize that it can be at such a subconscious subliminal level that it's not this overt beating you. It's not just the screaming at you type of abuse. It's really subtle abuse of constantly like doing, like being pissy. Like I had this friend in my life, I got her out as well, that I realized we were in a relationship for four years and she was an emotional manipulator, not a narcissist, but an emotional manipulator had been doing it since childhood. And, you know, just would, there was all these weird things constantly through our relationship. And I'm just such a caring person. And, you know, the empathy until you get the discernment to couple the empathy and really get a grasp on that. You know, I was just thinking, believing her, I took her face value and believed her. You know, she'd be like, I'm trying to improve my life. And she, I don't know if she acted like things that I was or if she really did want to be those things and just kind of like, you know, was a nice fit, but she would be just pissy. So whenever I was in a good mood, I was happy. My energy was high and I was up. She would just come along and be pissy or be in a bad mood. And it was like, I had to like, like come to like, just deal with that. And it was just a way for her to tamp my light, to shut my great experiences of life down, my happiness, my joy, my energy. So there's 
these people, they're just light tampers. They're just enthusiasm tampers. And they just want you to get it caught up into drama when you're finally being successful. They don't want your success. They can't be happy for your success. They feel like it diminishes them. Hmm. It sounds like she was definitely in a lack mode and was jealous of your happiness, jealous of your abundance or whatever you are sharing your success. And so the only way that she could really be able to take a little bit of that or bring you down was to bring you down <laughs> energetically. And yeah, with her always in these ways bad for her. Yeah. Yeah. And always in these ways where it was just like, oh, I'm just so tired. But she would just suck my, the, my life force energy. Mm. And so I realized that she was an energy vampire. Mm. Uh, I don't think she was conscious of that part of it, but she definitely was doing all the other weird little things. And she was very conscious of it. Very she wasn't a good actor once I woke up to it. I'm like, wow, that acting is actually really bad. But <laughs> until I woke up to it, it was pretty good acting because she snowed me for like four years in my relationship. I always saw all yeah. the weird stuff, but I kept trying to talk to her or like, let's talk out our relationship. Like, you know, like I, I need this in the relationship. Can you do that? And she would always act like she was doing it or act like she was hurt or it, it's it's just it was once I woke up to it and I could see all of it I was like oh my gosh wow you know this whole time uh, you know I'd just been feeding her supply feeding her supply and she was draining my life force and it's funny because her south node is on my Pluto and that mm. is when you look in your chart you can see what your what your you know karma is with people what your the reason why you're pulled together and South Node Pluto, not good. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. I'm thinking yeah. like underworld, death, transformation, Pluto with South Node of releasing the tail of the dragon, past lives. Past lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was definitely karmic. I mean, technically she had karmic debt to pay off to me, but she wasn't going to be doing that in this <laughs> life. So <laughs> So I'm just like, I don't want to get, I don't want to meet her in the next life. I'm good. She, that's her issue. <laughs> She's going to have to figure that out. Not me. Just pay it off I, through Dharma. Don't actually pay it off directly anymore. Thanks. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these tricks. And that is the thing. I want to reinforce that what you said, if you feel like you are crazy, if you feel like you possibly are being overly sensitive or the narcissist, right? You're thinking, gosh, am I the narcissist? That is a huge alert and red flag that you're already introspecting and that they are the ones who are gaslighting you and not taking responsibility and more than likely are either emotional energy vampires, narcissists, super self-absorbed or just, you know, toxic. Could be on the That's spectrum. That's the other but. thing. Yeah. That's the other thing is that there's a lot of damaged people out there that aren't narcissists and they're not choosing to wake up. And they might. I don't believe narcissists ever do. That's just my belief and my opinion. But there are people who are damaged, who are really damaged, and they're doing abusive work in the world and they could wake up. And it's more at a choice level that's not a conscious level. It's sort of like they're making conscious choices to do shitty things all the time. But at a soul level, they're making these choices too. So, you know, this gets deep. It gets really deep. Yeah, and all you can this- do is protect yourself and draw those boundaries, right? And maybe only with if you hold those boundaries and you let's say go no contact or 
do some type of, you know, you can't talk to me when you're like this or that, all these different type of boundaries that maybe they'll wake up, but just don't do it for that. Do it for you. (laughs) Do it to protect your energy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things too we are wanting to talk about is just the inner authority and the intuition and our instincts. There's that gaslighting and that maybe having, like for me, having narcissists in my family from birth on, that it just, I, you know, I couldn't really see it until I could see it and, and had to go through a lot of learning so that my soul could wake up from it and I could wake up from it and really understand it. And I just had to go through that in my life. And so it's, it's our, our intuition is often told it's wrong. My mom would shut me down from my intuition when I was a kid. I would say, this is happening. This is happening. She's, oh, no, no, that's fine. No, it's not fine. I was very much completely correct. And that's it. And it's horrible to think, too, that a mother would shut down a little girl's intuition, especially when it comes to, like, abusers and, you know, Inappropriate Not, behavior, inappropriate touching, yeah. whatever it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, a exactly. Little kid, you, you're more connected to your intuition as a little child. Would you absolutely. Agree? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, then and more so now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I really encourage people to step into their inner authority and and really understand, like, you have to have your own autonomy in relationships. It's unity through diversity, to be your own self, to be your unique self, to have your own authority and intuition. Like, like we're conditioned as women to really defer to men as the expert or the authority or the one with the knowledge and answers. So that's another dimension for women that are dealing with narcissists. And so it, it's, it's, a, it's another just level that is kind of in our wiring from these 5,000 years of the suppression of the divine feminine. And so it's like we have to, as women, pull our authority back and understand to go in and listen inward to what you think is right, to what your heart is saying your yes and no is, to only listening inward. No one, and people have great ideas. They can give you advice. You can consider things, but the answer should really come from within no matter what. When I do, when I'm in coaching with my clients, I always redirect back into their own soul. There's teaching, there's learning, there's guiding, but it's always about what does your soul say the answer is? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. You just awakened something in me as you said that, and I'm sure you've awakened something else in all the listeners when you just said that. There's always one little aspect, even me on speaking so much and always like talking about this and that is like taking back your power. And I've done a lot of soul work. I just had like an aha moment. Like there's this one aspect. I'm going to stop saying that. I'm going to stop deferring that topic towards, you know, especially in relation with my kids. I don't want them doing that with their husband. So let's, let's correct that now. Let's move forward. I love it. Yeah. 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 Inner authority is important. You know, and are you familiar with human design? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we, ha- we all have kind of our unique way of our inner authority. Some of us have emotional, some of us have pure, some of us have projected. So I would definitely grab a free chart on my shop page that you can get your human design chart and know what is my authority. Because we all have a very natural authority. And of course, just pausing and listening to your gut is number one if you don't know. But then you have a very specific way. So I love to kind of tap into that because 
as I've witnessed, you know, my children have a different authority than I do. So I can't tell them to do it how I do it because it doesn't work for them. <laughs> They'll regret it immediately if they do it how I do it. Yeah. yeah. So. And, and authority in the HD for people that don't know, it, it's, it's like how we make decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, how we know how we what's right decisions. for us. Yeah. Yeah. And there's many different ways in the spectrum. And it's the same with astrology. And HD is really based largely on astrology and the I Ching on these different things. And yeah. and it's the same with, with astrology. Like I that's what I love about astrology and healing through the zodiac because there's all these different pieces. Like the soul comes in and it's like first house Aries, our identity. And then it's second house Taurus. We have to have our own inner resources to create value in the world. But to feel valuable ourselves to be able to do that, and that's how we create money. We create something of value. Somebody buys it and then gives us money, and then we have abundance. Or it could have been trading seashells back in the day as the form of yeah. value, but now it's money. And Taurus is about, you know, I'm hungry, so I'm going to eat. I need shelter and clothing. And so it's about the comforts of life and about having clothing and that quality and like what makes life worth living. And then we go to Gemini, the third house of it's time to communicate and talk and share ideas and get all these ideas and think about things from multiple directions and to talk to other people. And then we go to the fourth house, Cancer, and it's like, I want to be kind of protected and in my comfort zones and in the house and family and home and behind the walls. And it's my emotional inner seascape that is, you know, un- nonverbal and it's, you know, oh my gosh, it's the subconscious. And then we go to the fifth house Leo and it's like, I want to matter in this world. I have contributions. I want to feel important and special and people to see that and have that symbiosis. And then we go to the sixth house Virgo and it's very about our self-mastery and our self-sufficiency and our really ability to, to be autonomous and, and have mastery. And so then we do a work in the world, a sacred work, and we bring that to the people. We bring that to the world. And then it's the seventh house Libra and we partner and we want relationships and we want other people. And then, and, you know, it's about justice and fairness and balance. And and then we go into eighth house Scorpio and it's about this deep sexual merging and relationships. And it's about death, rebirth, transformation and crisis and conflict and the underbelly of the world and the mafia, the strip clubs, all of that. And then, and it's the metaphysical and the occult and, that that talking to your guides, all of that. And then we go to the ninth house Sagittarius and it's going to other countries and talking to people that are not like you from different just different cultures. And so we expand our worldview and, and get out of those narrow ways of thinking. And it's the scholar and the traveler and the the guide and the visionary. And then we go to the 10th house Capricorn and it's like, okay, I want to leave a legacy. You know, I want to climb the mountain and and get to the the top, get to spirit, get to source. Yet I want to look back and pull humanity up with me and 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 not just go on my own. I want to leave a legacy and and include everyone else. It's society, it's Capricorn. And then we go to 11th house Aquarius and it's like for the people and humanity and bringing my gifts to the world and friends and connection and, and the third eye and that higher channeling in. And then we go to Pisces 12th house, which is the the ethereal fine spiritual soul divine love unconditional compassion and love and imagination visionary and boundless 
gestalts of interconnectedness with all of celestial earth, all of all of it, right? The infinity. And mm. then we're back to Aries. And, mm. and so it's like we need every piece, you know, to be a whole being. Oh, I love that. I'm just soaking all of that in because there were a few houses there that I was like, Ooh, I'm not too familiar with this one. And this one scares me. So I really love that you described <laughs> all of them. <laughs> like I haven't really researched that one. That one scares me. But that's the thing is we are not just our sun sign. I am not just mm -hmm. a Virgo. I am everything. All of those that you just described, we contain all of those. We have all of signs. And, yeah. and even if we don't have a planet in the Zodiac, we have, it resides in one of our houses and it, governs the theme of that so i think that's beautiful absolutely the other thing is we have asteroids and stars so we have something in something you know there's so much in the in the sky if you've ever gone to a place without light pollution there's not a, a part of the sky that's that's blank but we don't see yeah. that much because we're not typically in the mountains and you know in um morocco so <laughs> yeah i've seen that up at the top tippy top of haleakala it was gorgeous uh... I bet yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. What I was going to ask you was, have you ever practiced the 12 Zodiacs of Christmas? Uh-uh. Ooh, that'd be fun to do together. So I'm going to do it this year. I was planning on um, guiding the community through it. But you look at the Jafra images, who was that famous, famous artist. He painted in his French studio during the years of 1974 and 75. It is the Zodiac series of art symbolizing the meanings of each Zodiac sign. So you take a look at that and you kind of study it and you study the symbolism of the symbol and then you draw the symbol. And so you like just like meditate on the actual symbol. And yeah, it's just kind of like you just take some quiet time and be with the zodiac symbolism every day mm. leading up to you could do it leading up to christmas but um yeah that's like my new tradition because i'm like anti you know church christmas so yeah that's really fascinating mm -hmm. i didn't know that to look into that but it, it's true mm -hmm. like there is a lot of automatic drawing and like nostradamus is known for that's where he just channeled his drawings and he would just put a pen to paper or whatever tool they had back then, the ink quills, I don't know, and just draw circles or whatever until it, till it channeled through and then he would draw his pictures. So yeah, it, it's so amazing mm -hmm. to do that because all the glyphs for the planet to start to get to know the glyphs um, so that when you're looking at your chart, it's not so foreign to you. I actually have an astrology portal on my website. I go to my website and sign up. They can get a free astrology portal that has a for all the glyphs and you can practice drawing them and really start to get to know what your 10 planets by house and sign are and yeah. download that. You'll be able to do that. So that way you can start to really get to, because you bring up this point about the sun is that our sun is our heart. It's who we are. And also it's what we're learning to be in this life. Our moon is really like what we know. And so it's mm -hmm. the who we are part of us that it, that is who we know. And it's what we need. And it's what we need to feel comfort, comfortable and safe. You know, if I have a Gemini moon, I need communication and connection. And so I know when I haven't been around people enough and I've been working too much. And it's like, okay, I got to go schedule some time with this friend and get on a Zoom call with this friend and get, you know, my time booked with my people so that I can have enough um, connection. 
And, you know, if we could go around the zodiac Mm. to the 12 different signs the moon can be in, what people don't realize is we actually have a rising sign, 10 planets, including the moon and sun nodes. The nodes are these calculated points of the moon, the south node, like you were talking about earlier, is like past lives, what we're conditioned already into, what what we want to grow out of. But we have gifts there too. We want to bring the gifts to our north node, our evolutionary potential and where our soul wants to grow into and learn and what feels amazing when we do it, but it's kind of hard and we don't know how to yet. Yeah. Yeah, like me and podcasting. My North Node is in Gemini, uh. South Node Sagittarius. So yeah, it was kind of awkward at first, but I was like, this is amazing. I love it. And so I'm like bringing like more of the power of like the well-traveled truths, you know, up into that, that kind of harness that, that talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's funny because they're both similar in a lot of ways, but also quite different. But yeah, I mean, Gemini of the newspaper reporter, I'm getting the truth down and what are the facts ma'am and Sagittarius is interpreting the facts and posh you know hypothesizing and philosophizing and yeah yeah oh I like that yeah absolutely yeah I mean we could go on and on all day long but you're just gonna have to go and subscribe to her YouTube channel and podcast to listen into Jude on her channel about all the astrology she does every Monday, correct? I do the Sun Sign Horoscopes on the Light Goddess podcast every Monday. Um, it's a daily podcast, but I'm taking a break right now and working on some good stuff in the background for everyone. Um, so the podcast is out every Monday with the Sun Sign Horoscopes. And then I do a full moon and new moon uh, video every month on my YouTube channel, the Light Goddess YouTube channel. So I do a channeled card reading every Monday on the YouTube channel. And there's more goodness coming out soon there. And I usually up when the next moon's coming out. So I'm not sure when this will air as we're recording it, of course. But um, but uh, there's a full moon coming up soon, the Aries full moon in October. So the premiere is already up and you can go do that. Or whenever you hear this, there'll be one available because we have a new moon or a full moon every two weeks. <laughs> yes, there will be. Yeah. It happens all the time, you guys. You just don't know. It happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we have eclipse season coming. So we have two eclipses coming. Scorpio and Taurus eclipses, which is the nodal axis that we're currently in. We're in that north node for the world of Taurus. We want to move out of that Scorpio psychodramas, crisis, addiction to drama and conflict and crisis mm. and all of that. And Taurus is about peace. And simplicity and love and the garden and great meals and wonderful textiles and fabrics and beauty and love. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the world's feeling it. We, we still have a lot of drama to be had, but we're trying to zoom it out <laughs> so we can enjoy life. <laughs> I think we're all We're going into it. the underworld. Yeah. Well, what's funny, too, is Taurus is money and we have Uranus conjunct that North Node and Uranus is about new innovation mm. the future mm. and so it's new money a new way to do abundance a new way to look at things to the fixed old paradigms are out the door so you know this is about evolution that we're going through yeah. i've yeah. heard on another astrology which reminds me very similar to what i've also heard on a, a human design podcast about the incarnation cross in 2024 in the sleeping phoenix and it being connecting to that Encanto disney movie about how that reminds me of the money system, right? Like the big corporation, the big like governing family of the village 
their house crumbles because it was based on being perfect and this and, you know, all this like unsustainable work we're doing, right? This like 24-7 work, capitalism, all that. It's going to crumble. And then us villagers, all of us entrepreneurs are going to pick up a brick and be able to put it all back together. We'll be able to actually be a village again and be humanity. So that's, yeah. And we're doing it. We're building the parallel reality right now. There's stuff happening all over the world. That's amazing. People are doing their own insurance companies for the people by the people that, you know, is affordable. They're doing their own healthcare systems and their own education systems. Like this world is changing where people don't realize is we already did one of the hard pieces of infiltrating the patriarchy or the dominated culture. Cause that word can be very triggering for, for really healthy men. Mm-hmm unfortunately, mm. but patriarchy isn't good for men or women. It's, it's not mm. good for him. But I try to I try to be conscious with using that word because it's not about male bashing at all in any way. But we, we infiltrated it by being born at this time. So we already did that hard work and it's, and then we're dismantling it within our psyche, removing that programming, deprogramming our psyche soul from all of those ways. And there's so many spells in the culture. There's so much programming in the culture and we're all doing it individually by doing that inner mm-hmm. work and don't you feel like there's this narcissistic, like, revolution awakening happening on the planet? Like, I'm just seeing Absolutely. it everywhere. People are waking yeah. up and being like, whoa, I had this narcissist in my life. Time to go, yeah. you know, and getting wise to it. When I published my book in 2021, my my title, Empath and the Narcissist, was one of four, I think. And then we all had subtitles. And now I go on there on Amazon. There's like literally 25 to 30, maybe 50. I don't know. I can't like there's too many to go through all the pages and they're all titled empath and the narcissist. I was like, wow, um, this is kind of stole your title. Yeah, <laughs> we all kind of stole each other's title because it's, it's obvious the the dynamic, even though for me, I speak about how the empath does have narcissistic tendencies as well, which I see as just tiny childhood wounds that haven't been healed. And that's why there's that attraction to the, not so much the malignant narcissist, but the narcissists who have tendencies, right? There's like two people who are unhealthy and they just kind of try and fill each other's holes and wounds with each other. And therefore you get the empath and the narcissist. So, yeah, Mm. it is very common (laughs) dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I always look at things from a soul perspective and what the soul, because if you take your chart, you know, your HD too, it, it's just so amazing that we have these ways to work with ourselves and get to know ourselves at these deep levels because most people don't realize they don't actually have that deep intimacy with self. And they, they're mm-hmm. like, I know, you know, my favorite color and my favorite drink and I love lemonade, but you don't really know yourself at the soul level until you're going in and it's so amazing when you do because the empowerment and the connection to self and the honoring and loving yourself that just deepens, it's bottomless. But when you look at the chart, it, it's actually all this blank pages, all this potentiality, all this possibility of what your soul wanted to create and the greatness that you can step into and and be, do, have whatever you want and do amazing impacts in this world. And then we have the part of our chart where it's like our soul chose to to get with this person and wrap up some past life karma, to get with this person and have this challenge so we could learn some more humility, so we could learn some more skills for the road and things we needed to be a teacher, a guide, a leader. We decided to do have these challenges. So we choose as a soul to have this life and this trajectory, although 
I'm saying it very simple, a lot more, you know, deeper <laughs> than that. Like get down into simple terms. I love the simplicity of that. And as you say that, I was like, yes, I, I don't regret experiencing the tragic experience I had with my ex because I would not have woken up to my narcissistic tendencies. I was very dominating. I was very judgy. I, you know, was very vain. And See, if I have I had to not- say, though, I think so. I, I just like. I really respect your opinion and I don't want to like, you know, say there's not all of these sides. Like we have to have all the sides to the piece, but I really do want to at least express something that I see a lot in the coaching work that I've been doing and for over 10 years and this work that I've been doing in self-development and coaching for a very long time is that I, the spiritual community, people are blaming themselves and they want to take responsibility, quote unquote, and they want mm-hmm. to be the empowered one. But this is something that narcissistic abusers use against people to make you feel because people that do the inner work will always look at where they need to improve and do better. It's our natural set point. We're always wanting to grow. We're always wanting to improve. And so being judgmental, that's just the shadow side of Virgo. It's it's like, it's you know. It's it's just like when you're, you know, Virgo has to have discernment and to discern, we have to judge the the what of what of something. Right. And so yeah. it's really just that, like, we have the unconscious expression and the conscious expression. But that doesn't make you have narcissistic tendencies. I, I, I personally I want to honor your opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's not true, too. But I, I just your job. I, go ahead. <laughs> I really have to because I see too many people blaming themselves and taking responsibility for what is actually the abuse that really happened. And Mm. there's a difference to sit in it and then to never change or never work on yourself. But too many of us are saying that we did wrong when we didn't. That's the gaslighting. That's the abuse. Yes, we're always going to be growing. But that domination thing, too, like that could be Shadow Scorpio. That could be Shadow Capricorn. Also, it could be this response to trying to have your soul fight to have your own authority and your own ground and get out of that abuse. And so it kind of develops in this kind of more negative form Mm -hmm. of it, but Mm -hmm. it's the only thing your soul can do to try to grab some ground until you can finally escape. And then you realize it and you're like, okay, I don't want to show up with the rest of the normal people in my life that way, you know, for lack of a better word. But like, so to be honest, I just really, Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't really think of it in that way. I just really don't want people to be blaming themselves because they're all I, I think okay. it's like you're already somebody that grows and is very introspective and very, um, you know, self-inquiring. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And as you're saying that, I'm like, damn it, you're right. Because all the times that I have been operating out of my shadow self have been with people that have truly loved me and truly hurt me in some way. So it's not like I'm just doing this all the time with strangers or new friends or <laughs> things like that. Right. It's like usually when things it's a are trigger. healthy. Yeah. 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 And the trigger shows us where to go in and do the inner work, but there's also we need to look at the outside. It's a both, right? We need to look at the inside, but the outside too and be like, what is this person that's triggering me? Are they, you know, because yeah, that and that was something he did a while. He's like, I'm trying to show you your triggers. I'm healing you and all this stuff. And I, I wasn't an idiot. I wasn't somebody that just was like, yeah, I need somebody to heal me. It was just more of like, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to do the inner work. And it's it's me. You know, he gaslight me to think it's me all the time. And, you know, it was a crazy piece of the puzzle that it's like, well, what healing do you need to do? Are you doing the inner work? Are you doing anything? You know, come to find out. And he hid 
he hid his whole real self so well. Like he has this whole other identity that he created, this love and light, you know, creation that's nothing like he actually is. He actually has to work at it to get that self intact. It's kind of like being an actor yeah. where they're a method actor. Yeah. And they have that, you know, persona, but then they're tired at the end of the day and they go be their regular self again. Right. And to keep that up, it's a lot of energy out, but it's very practiced. They've done it a lot. It's their skill set. It's the, it's what they're good at so they can do it. So he just puts on this mask and whenever things weren't working, cause my soul was fighting him constantly and like, no, this is spiritual abuse. No, this is this, this is manipulation. You're doing this. My, I was waking up the whole time and it was like this the song lyric, you know, I was blind all the, all the time I was learning to see, you know? And so, and so I was pointing it out and it would make him stumble with his mask. And so he would get meaner and more abusive and his mask would slip. And he was just being outrageous all the time. And he wasn't really keeping that mask in place very well. And, and people were noticing and, you know, it's, it's very funky, like to have just two complete identities, you know? But, and yeah. he hid, he hid all of the things he was doing yeah. so well. And so That's very, true. very like curated, very carefully crafted. Yeah. I love that. It's like, okay, you're already introspecting as, as an empath. And then they immediately quickly point out what else you need to work on. And you're, and I love how you asked that question. Like, well, what do you have to work on in this situation? Cause two people are in a relationship. So one works on something and the other person works on something. So what are you working on? Yeah, <laughs> I got it. I'm already working on it because I'm already thinking about it. Like, so what are yeah. you going to work on? Exactly. Yeah. And it's that. like, you know, are we coming like two healthy people? And, and yeah, it gets deep. Like, like you said, you know, we could definitely talk, talk on. <laughs> we could talk all day about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so any last closing statements or thoughts for all of us listeners? I would just remind women to know that a lot of times as women, we didn't get that space and grace growing up um, in this world and, and how we were socialized and in this Western culture, particularly to know our feminine genius or for someone to be curious about it or, or to have space to grow, to suck at things, to be messy to just create, create, create so we can have it bubble up within us. And so I would really encourage you to go to that inner voice, that heart, that inner authority, the inner vision, always and first, and also to give yourself a chance to be messy and wild and suck at things so that you can let that feminine genius bubble up within you and find your amazingness that I, that, you know, we can just keep going deeper and deeper touching into. Beautiful. Failing forward with our genius. That is the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way. Thank you so much for your conversation today, Jude, and all of your amazing wisdom. Where can listeners find you? Um, the great thing you can do is follow me on TikTok at Jude Hotep um, because I'm doing card pulls and so much coaching and great content there. The YouTube channel, um, The Light Goddess YouTube, get the, the monthly new moon and full moon videos and The Light Goddess podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and all of it you can get on thegoddessastrologer.com. Yes. And we can download our chart for free, you said. No, um, I have an astrology portal. So it's a astrology way that portal. you can work with your chart and um, start to learn 10 planets, two nodes and rising sign by house and sign and start to get to your cell so beautifully. Yeah. Beautiful. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was such a fun conversation. Really illuminating the the collective consciousness around narcissism. <laughs> yes, that is the goal here. No more blaming and shaming. We're just illuminating now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And remember, everyone, always keep your unique light shining. Losing time, I'm fading fast. I just want to make it last. Try to let go. I didn't say that. You're too sensitive. No one will ever believe you. If these phrases are familiar, then you may be dealing with a narcissist. Then my book, Empath and the Narcissist, is for you. How to overcome narcissistic abuse and recover from PTSD, codependency, gaslighting, and manipulation. With 20 plus healing resources, guided meditations and exercises with journal prompts for healing, including human design and astrology concepts, with a bonus, the four ways to set powerful boundaries workshop included inside, then you will definitely want to grab my book this season. As we approach the holiday season, I wish to support you with a free digital copy of my book. You can download it for free at ravenscott.show forward slash empath and the narcissist. If you wish to feel alive again and take back the power in your life, then scroll to the show notes and click over to grab your free digital PDF copy of my book today. And newsflash, you can listen to my book on Audible. If you're enjoying this podcast, subscribe and leave a rate and review. Don't forget to DM me on Instagram at Raven Scott Show. Free gift to get your free how to draw powerful boundaries workshop. I'm here to support you. And with over 10 years of experience, I empower you to rise up and stop the cycle of abuse. Get your free unique souls blueprint map, your human design chart at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. See you next episode. Madvi is helping people release emotional baggage, breaking negative patterns, and finding the root causes with the emotion and body code. Visit www.madvi.ca. That's M A D H V I dot C A. I can personally attest that this is an amazing way to heal trauma out that you can't do with meditation and thought therapy and talk therapy and all the things. So, Reach out to her and get a free 30-minute consultation to see if this is something that can help you.